everyone, welcome back to the Yellow Podcast. I am super excited about this episode because I've been wanting to branch out a little bit and have different people on the podcast who not only come from the photography or videography world, but taking in different people who are also in this travel industry, like today's guest, Rachel Bowler, at rachelbowler underscore on Instagram. She is a model, storyteller, content creator, and we had this super interesting conversation that kind of went all over the place. But one thing that really stood out to me was the mental health aspect of social media, touching on body positivity and how Rachel came from the modeling industry to going freelance and becoming her own boss and building her own brand around herself. I really hope you're going to enjoy this episode. I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback. And without further ado, the Yellow Podcast up next. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Hey, Julia. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, how is uh, the quarantine life for you? <laughs> it's been all right. I'm um, I'm actually home in the countryside, which is which has been really nice. It's been good to keep me sane. How about you? How have you been finding it? Yeah, it was it, it was nice, kind of to to get into a routine and kind of forced to slow down a little bit, which mm. is was really nice to mm-hmm. have more time for myself and spend some time with my family and yeah definitely I relate to this for like for us for us travelers like I've been sort of traveling for the past three or four years non-stop it's actually been quite refreshing to just be grounded for a little bit yeah it's it's funny like most of the people um like I've talked to or like especially photographers and people who you know have a busy lifestyle like we do they they were all like yeah this is actually nice <laughs> slow down yeah finding the silver linings um so yeah you said you're you're in uh, in the UK right mm-hmm. yep in the Midlands and you've you're born and raised there yeah um yeah from from where I am staying right now in Leicestershire um and I've just sort of bounced between there and London and then there and wherever travels take me the past few years hmm so let's uh, kind of go back to when your whole like journey started. Um, can you, yeah, just like tell us how you got into this whole thing? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty long-winded story. There's a lot of like loops and twists and turns. But I think um, what's quite unique for me and my story in this industry is that I actually started as a model in the commercial and fashion industry before I sort of took to the social media world um and I guess it started quite early it started around the age of 14 15 um when I first started getting scouted and I would get scouted by the agencies and then they would take me in and they would take my measurements and they'd say things like you're beautiful or we like your look but you need to lose a few inches off of your hips or you need to lose a few pounds which um at the time at that age was quite confusing and and hard to navigate because one I don't think I knew that I wanted to go into modeling I think I I knew I wanted to work in fashion but I I wasn't sure that modeling was what I wanted to do but once you're handed this like super glamorous idea of of something that could potentially change your life um you kind of start to want it (laughs) so being Mm -hmm. offered it and then having it taken away from you 
with the same hand was 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 quite hard and, and it definitely made me start to want it um which then made me start thinking well what do i need to do to get this like everything around about me apparently is right except for my dress size so then i started to try and navigate this whole um mindset around my body which is quite confusing at, at a young age as a teenager um when your body's like starting to change and you're at school and yeah. you're figuring it all out um so that happened for a, a few years just um getting scouted then getting rejected I guess all in all in one one swift move and then around the age of I think like 17 or 18 um I eventually got signed and I booked a couple of cool jobs um some of which were runway shows for quite a big reputable company and I remember at one of these shows um we just done rehearsals and then we went through to wardrobe for fittings and and fittings is sort of where models will go to like get put in their outfits for the shoot or the show and um, I went up to the stylist and ready for my ready for my outfit and she just sort of looked at me and rolled her eyes and passed me this dress and I went to put the dress on but I couldn't I couldn't get into it like I couldn't pull it past my thighs so I, I went over to her and I was like um it doesn't it doesn't fit me and she was like what do you mean it doesn't fit and I was like it's too small and she literally just stood there she was so angry and she was like oh you're too fat. I can't dress you. Can you just go and wait oh in the God. corner of the room and I will deal with you at the end. And and when you're backstage, you're literally just stood there like naked. You've got like the tiniest little new G-string to like cover your decency and that's it. So when you're stood there like completely naked in front of 30 other people and, and someone shouting that at you, it's, it's pretty belittling. And I think I just wanted like the ground to like swallow me up there and then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Um, so that was my first little taster of the industry there was obviously some, some like really amazing parts but I just don't think I was ready for it my my skin wasn't thick enough I took things like that really personally like I'd like cry in my hotel room after that so I just decided that I wasn't ready for the industry yet so I focused on school got some weekend jobs got some summer jobs and um yeah and then after I finished school I didn't really know what I wanted to do <laughs> I thought I wanted to work in the creative industry but I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted. So I was um, anxious to go to uni. So instead I, I looked for apprenticeships and I found an apprenticeship as a dental nurse, which wasn't what I wanted to do at all. But my, my dad was like, maybe dentistry is, would be a smart move. And I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> I'll try it. So yeah. I, I did that for uh, a couple of years. But in the meantime, I also then got signed to a plus size agency, which... I didn't even know it was a thing. Like at the time, I had no idea this existed. And I was probably like a UK size 10, um, which isn't really plus size. But um, yeah, that was an amazing opportunity that came up. And I was working as a dental nurse on an apprenticeship wage of £3.20 an hour while also working a weekend job at a garden centre. And then I was having these booking opportunities come through from my agency that paid way more than obviously like £3.20 an hour and I was using up all of my holiday um, at my Monday to Friday job and my Saturday to Sunday jobs to take these model bookings so I was working myself really hard and I was using up all of my holidays for these um, opportunities as well and then um, one day something just gave I remember coming home and I climbed the stairs and I just collapsed like my, my body just literally shut down and and my dad was like, okay, this isn't, this isn't good. Like something's got to give, what are you, what are you going to give up? So I gave up the weekend job. Um, I just focused on the dental nursing thing, which really 
was soul destroying for me. Like I really didn't enjoy it. I was getting up at like 5.30 a.m. and I wasn't getting home until 8 p.m. Meanwhile, I was having, you know, these opportunities in the modeling world that were incredible. And I was just like, I want to pursue this. Like this, this life is going to let me live one that's like way more exciting. Um, it offers me the opportunity to travel and, and I want to do this. Um, but my family were like, it's not, it's not really safe. Um, the, the, you're in a good place. Dental nursing is good. You're in a safe nine to five. You should, you should stay there. Like, this is what works, right? This is like the conventional yeah, yeah, yeah. life that we're all told to do. Um, stay there. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll ride it out a little bit longer. But just the more and more I did it, the more upset I got and the more bookings I had come through, the less I could take because I was running out of holidays. And then um, I think my, my dad again just noticed that I just was really unhappy. And he sat me down and he was like, I can see you're unhappy. Um, what do you want to do? And I was like, I really just want to leave this job and I, and I want to try and pursue this thing. Like I've had this opportunity landed, you know, given to me. And I think it'd be really stupid not to try. Like the the one, like I could fail. Yeah, sure. But what's worse to me is like getting to like 40 or 50 and looking back and, and never trying it and regretting that. So I was like, I, ju I, just, I just want to do it. And he was like, okay. And for him to say like, okay, felt like a big deal to me at the time because they just wanted to keep me safe and, and keep me on the right path. And he was just like, um, how often do you think about it? And I was like, every single day. And he was like, well, that's not normal. <laughs> um, but he was like, okay, like if you love someone, you've got to set them free. Um, so why don't you try it for six months or a year? And if it works out, cool. If not, then you can just go back to the dental nursing. So yeah, the next day I, I handed in my resignation and then a week later I booked my first job which took me out to China for 10 days which wow. was absolutely nuts yeah so yeah it was pretty mind-blowing I was like oh right maybe I've made the right decision <laughs> wow well that's a that's an interesting story Th thanks for sharing that um like I think it's a very like also personal kind of bits and pieces in there but yeah. um yeah so thanks for being open super mind a little road but yeah I suppose that's like the the first chapter and then I don't know mm. there's and others and then it leads on to this sort of travel um world as well yeah so so how did that like happen like kind of did it go hand in hand with like your job and going to see all these places but you you basically went there for work so I assume you didn't really get to see that much yeah. nature and stuff like that so how did the love for nature develop for you I think from a young age, obviously growing up in the countryside, I've I've always been super outdoorsy. I've always been like a little scrambler and hung out with boys. Um, so I think, and my dad's super adventurous. So I think I've really been brought up with it. And I've just always had this dream of like traveling the world from a super young age. So I guess my first sort of travel started when I'd spent a year um, modeling full-time in the UK and my agency said it's time to step up the game now do you want to sign with some international agencies and I obviously bit their hands off and was like yes yeah <laughs> but they signed me to um, a couple of others um, internationally and I chose my Australian one to be the first one that I worked with um, yeah and it was it was really cool I mean I was in a relationship at the time and that all like ended very abruptly and I and I headed out to Oz and I didn't this is quite bad in hindsight, but I didn't want to be talked out of it. So I didn't really tell anyone that I was going until like a week before, <laughs> which is not really, which was not really a cool thing to do for my family. And I don't recommend that to anyone, but um, 
yeah, I went out there to work with my management there. And then I got to Sydney um, and I, I just, I realized I was in Sydney, Australia. And I was like, I'm not staying in Sydney to work. I want to see Oz. So I went to see my management and then I booked a Greyhound bus like out of Sydney and, yeah. back, and backpacked the East Coast of Australia for, I think it was nearly three months. I was only supposed to be out there for three weeks. And, and yeah, that's where the travel book began. Yeah. You, you know, what is really funny, like so many people that, that have been on this podcast were like, and then I went to Australia and everything changed or they went to New Zealand and everything changed. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, because it was the same for me. Like I, after school, I went to New Zealand for kind of like a gap year. Amazing. And then that gap year turned into gap years and then turned into <laughs> photography ending. because it's, it's just like a easy country to travel in as well as New Zealand is. And it's, easy to get like a, a visa to work and to travel so they they've done a really good job in that I think compared to other countries yeah I I agree I think yeah and it's English speaking so I'd always recommend those places for like the first places that you go to solo travel yeah I agree so when you when you were in Australia uh, and you said you kind of backpacked around and you probably like met a lot of people and mm. um how long ago was this like how old were you this was 2017 so three years ago. so mm. instagram was already kind of a thing uh were you already on instagram did you start posting on instagram i was on instagram but i, I wasn't really using it or sort of knew the power of it i think i i discovered the power of instagram when i then went on to bali which is a, probably a like less <laughs> a less unique part of my story. I think loads of people go to Bali and like discover themselves and, and this whole world. Um, I was in a long distance relationship at the time in Oz and I went out to Bali to meet my boyfriend at the time. He was in the UK. We went on holiday to Bali for two weeks. And while I was out there, I completely fell in love with Bali. I was just like, this place is magic. Um, so many am amazing things happened. And I got signed out there, which I did not expect I was just going on a two-week holiday but a friend of mine hooked me up with um, an agency out there and was just like I know you guys are going to get along so I went to meet them and, and they signed me there on the spot and I was just like you know what like it's not every day that just a normal girl from a tiny village in England gets to work in paradise like mm. I'm not I'm, I'm not going home I was supposed to go home after that with him and I was just like I'm, I'm not ready to give this up like I'm I'm on this like endless journey of self-discovery so I then stayed in Bali for a couple of months so a two-week holiday turned into like a two-month visit and just again re-establishing um I don't know finding a new home on my own in a new country so while I was there I just met so many incredible people who opened up my eyes to this like whole new world I remember um, I got booked on like a test shoot which is like um, an unpaid shoot but it was insane it was really really beautiful with these two um, super talented videographers and photographers from the US and they were like so what are you doing here and I said well, I'm just I'm here on my own <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what I'm doing and they were like oh, okay well we are we're staying at a load of five-star hotels and and videoing them um, do you want to do you want to join us and I was like yeah yeah <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course yeah. <laughs> so I just explored Bali with them for a couple of weeks staying in these insane hotels and they explained to me that they traveled the world 
creating videos for hotels and I was like what like what <laughs> what is this world I want in on this so um from that moment yeah I just started to pick up Instagram figure it out Jay the videographer like looked at my Instagram and was like mm -mm, this isn't working <laughs> get rid of it all and just start posting quality images and then I also started to find my voice on there and like talk about the industry and stuff and and yeah it just sort of went from there and 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 then I started to I guess utilize it to help me with traveling staying at places and bartering places and stuff and that's sort of where it began yeah that's that's an interesting story it's it's like funny when you then at some point you're doing this and you you meet some people that already been doing it for like many years and they're like yeah we, you know this is my job like I travel like through with like through Instagram and I get jobs because I I do this as a photographer with videographer whatever and you're like wow is this like a real thing like can I do this too <laughs> like that was the same for me yeah it's it's just crazy once you realize that there's this opportunity and everybody can do it if they want to I agree. Yeah, it's 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 mind blowing. I think that I originally sort of came from a background that didn't tell me it wasn't possible, but just sort of told me to stay on, on a safe route. And and every time I tried to sort of rebel against that, like I believed these things were possible, but I was told, you know, it's a dream. Like it doesn't happen for everyone. Stick to what you're doing. But then when you actually meet people who don't even bat an eyelid when you say this is my dream, they go, yeah, that's possible. I know a gazillion people who do that. I think just finding mm -hmm. like-minded people who I just think it's super powerful. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Especially um, in this, in like a creative industry, like the more you, you gain like experience and the more people you meet, you just realize how important it is to collaborate with other people and learn from whatever they are doing. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you can't really do it completely on on your on your own you know and you also don't want to do it completely by yourself because like that's like kind of the most fun about it just meeting people and sharing these experiences so yeah totally yeah it's such an incredible community isn't it I feel like yeah it's just a really cool group of people and I think that the more people you meet as well the more you sort of believe in this and then you create these sort of like belief systems in yourself and and you believe that it's possible so you start acting and building a life you know I think I think we just sort of create these worlds and yeah it's really cool the people that you meet along the way mm -hmm. for like let's say young people who would start out or they just start out started out today your advice be to for like young people that are starting out and they want to do what we're doing mm, I would um I would say to stay authentic. I think it it is a super saturated world, but there's always room for uniqueness and doing things well. So, and and I guess it's like your story and who you are that separates you from the rest. Um, and that's how you're gonna you're gonna find your tribe. I personally don't make a whole bunch of money through Instagram. Um, I make most of my money through content creation. So there's there's also so many sort of branches that come off of this platform as well and it's it's a cool platform to express yourself and sort of use as a portfolio as well where brands contact you um and start booking you which i which i found as of late is that i'm now having brands book me because of my voice through instagram um 
campaigns that I would book as a model through my agency, but it's so refreshing because I'm being booked for like my message rather than just my face. Mm. Um, so I think that, yeah, my, my advice would just be to stay true to you, like keep your head down, definitely collaborate um, and meet all of these amazing people that we've just been speaking about and also explore all of the other avenues that do come away from in- Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like so many people um, neglect the fact that they, you know, they they should just be themselves themselves. And I feel like there's um, I, I once heard this quote uh, that said, like, social media is not who you are, but it's who you want to be. Um, and I found that was such an interesting uh, way to put it, because you have so much control over you know how you present yourself like if you once you are a little bit more vulnerable and show your you know your cracks and your flaws um i feel people kind of get closer to you and to your true self and that's when people start wanting to know more because they they just get so inspired by you showing your true self and i feel like it is hard for a lot of people to do that so when they see someone else doing that it's it's really inspiring so yeah it's it's really important Uh, yeah i couldn't have put that better myself (laughs) yeah you've totally nailed that like i think what we want more than ever now is just human connection and realness we've we've spent the past so many years like looking at what's power in the media and it's all so perfect and and everything on instagram is so perfect and and it's just not reality because then we start comparing mm. ourselves to that and so we're just craving we're just craving realness and and access to people as their authentic selves um mm. yeah it's it's nice though when you you know get like messages of people and they tell you like obviously like they enjoy your content but they enjoy or like you as a person although you know they don't really know you but like what they kind of get out of what you share with them um and and when they say like oh you help me with this and this and it's it's really nice because it makes you realize that you know so often we we think about should i share this or should i not share this you know and we get in our head about it and most of the time the answer is yes you definitely should share it whatever it is, um, because it's, you never know who's gonna, you know, be impacted by it. Even if you, you know, might not never know, uh, you ne- will never know about that, that you, you know, I don't know, changed, not, not change someone's life, but just had a little bit of an impact. Uh, even though if you never know it, you, it's, it's kind of nice to, you know, think that it might help someone. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's incredible. Those messages are they are the most rewarding messages, aren't they? And and I think that always brings us like back to our like why it's like why we're doing it. The reason I first started talking on the platform about body positivity and and mindset and self esteem is because it's it's the stuff that I needed to hear when I was younger. And then you put it out to help maybe that younger version of you or people who are like that younger version of you. And yeah, when you get those messages that you have helped them even in the slightest bit, it's um, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really rewarding. And it's cool to connect with people as well and for them to have those um, platforms to connect and talk to people as well. Mm-hmm. When when you say that um, that that's kind of the stuff that you needed to hear, um, how did you, how was your journey in, in terms of like 
taking care of yourself and and putting yourself first like was there like a certain point where it kind of switched or was there a certain book or a certain podcast or a certain person who kind of triggered that <laughs> yeah i think um i think when i was 22 um i just i remember that being just a massive pivotal year um it sounds really cliche but i, I picked up the secret and i started reading the secret And it teaches you this mindset, you know, the law of attraction, which whether you believe in the, the law of attraction or not, um, I don't think matters. But I think changing your mindset to think positively um, in order to attract what you want will happen because if you act in a positive, confident way, then you are going to get the things that you're hoping to get. Or if you believe in yourself enough to go and get them, then then they are going to happen. So whether you agree with the law of attraction or whether you just believe that it's mindset and, and mentality, um, I think is, it doesn't really matter. I think it's definitely a powerful thing to learn. So I definitely read that at the time. And then I also, um, I booked a job that surrounded me with a load of people who, um, like we were talking about, just made me hyper aware of actually the possibility that that is around. And I think just that mindset shift along with, those few people that showed me that it was real was enough for me to switch everything up. And, um, and this was, I think it was about six months into me going full time with modeling. And I feel like I keep, I've been keeping like my boyfriend at the time <laughs> um, wanted me to move in with him. And I was like, no, I, I, I want to go to London and I, and I want to do this thing. And um, like I said, we broke up quite abruptly on the spot, but just letting go of people who, who try to keep you small um, I think is a massive like act of self-care and sometimes it feels really brutal but at the same time if, if someone's saying no you shouldn't be doing this or then you need to you know distance yourself from them or cut those ties and just start stepping into your own yeah yeah no I I get that um I I definitely experienced that in the past although you know it's it's always it's it's hard like letting go of people who you you know enjoy being around but in as we said before, like put yourself first, then it, it sometimes is the only way to, you know, move forward. And it's funny because most of the time you like know it, but you kind of still like keep holding on to it. Definitely. And once you decide to make the decision, for me personally, it was like a lot of things um, changed mm -hmm. uh, when I kind of let go of people who felt like weren't bringing the best out of me. Mm. Um, it's like crazy how everything changes and then you're like, oh, well, I knew it all along. Why didn't I do it sooner? And it's, it's just like, yeah, just trusting your, your gut is so important. Definitely. It's kind of like a chicken or egg situation as well, isn't it? It's like, is it just because you've changed your mindset that everything's changed or is it, and then that's given you the confidence to maybe step away or set boundaries or whatever. But yeah, I think just, just believing in yourself and, and knowing yourself, I think is super powerful. And that's, yeah. Um, I, I feel it's, it's always kind of hard to talk about these things because, um, for a lot of people, once you, you start like talking about these, let's say more, uh, I, I guess less tangible concepts or, you know, anything, spirituality or whatever, people are like, kind of just shy away from it um because it's funny that you mentioned the secret when i was a child my parents used to have the the secret as an audiobook and we listened to it while we you know go on a road trip or something no way 
So I've been hearing this thing since I was a young child, but I never wow. really fully under, understood it. Like it was always in the back of my, my mind. And I tried always to understand it, but I never really under, understood how it works or, or how it, because I was just too young or I wasn't, you know, ready for it. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, just like growing up and kind of hearing more about it, you're like, at some point you're like, oh, it, it actually makes so sense. And especially when it then happens to you, you're like, okay, th there's no way this is just an like coincidence or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. That's insane. That's so cool that that's what you listened to when you were little. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's at some point it was like, oh no, not again. Because <laughs> you listened to it so much. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, my parents knew what they were doing or kind of trying to teach us damn that's cool yeah let's let's get let's get back to the um let's say travel world and talk a little <laughs> let's bit about <laughs> <laughs> let's talk a little bit about traveling um what's your your favorite place you've traveled to mm, it's such a hard question isn't it um i think for me bali always has a special place in my heart it feels like a second home to me um i've sort of bounced between I've probably spent more time there in the past three years than I have here um, in the UK. So Bali's definitely got my heart. Iceland um, is epic. Like you've been to Iceland a few times as well, haven't you? I have, yes. <laughs> yeah, Iceland's really cool. I love it. I love places with like super diverse landscapes. Even road trip in the States was incredible because it's got such a diverse um, amount of landscapes. What about you? What are some of your favorite places? Well, I'd probably say New Zealand and south africa is amazing i love south africa iceland is also it's it's just i don't know every time i go back there i'm like oh yeah right like <laughs> i'm like oh yeah this is why it's so popular but at the same time it's like so easy like not easy but it's possible to still find places that are untouched you know or like places that are not as photographed as or all the spots that you see on instagram yeah, but definitely. you can like if you do a little bit of research or, or not even do research, but if you literally just take a left turn somewhere in the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. you'll probably end up at some cool spot. And that's like the exciting thing about these places, I guess. Yeah, it's so wild. Just, yeah, I think that's the best thing about traveling, isn't it? I think that planning is cool, but if you can just go with the flow a bit as well, I think that you discover so much amazing, like, beautiful places and experiences as well i agree but uh you have to say that you also have to have the people that are in that mindset because i've i've been on trips before where um some people kind of had their the plan what they wanted to do in their head already and they mm -hmm. were not spontaneous and so i always felt like the pressure that i couldn't fully um, go after what I, I saw, what I wanted to do, because, you know, when you travel in a group, you, you have to like compromise. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if, if not, if not everybody is on the same like page of sponta spontaneity, is that a word? Spontaneity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then <laughs> it's like, it uh, yeah, then it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to, you know, you don't want to discuss when there's the best, uh, the best light like there's no time to discuss you 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 want to shoot <laughs> so yeah so yeah definitely had some troubles with that but 
in like in general I think most of the people are pretty chill yeah I'd say so as well and I suppose Mm. if it's shorter trips then you need to plan a little bit because you've got to make sure that you make the most of the time Mm. yeah but I feel like in Iceland especially that's like those trips that I've never planned because I I just feel like yeah like I mean I I know the the place places now so I know kind of the emergency content (laughs) that you can get (laughs) um when you don't find anything or the emergency spots because all the spots are so close you know yeah yeah so yeah that's kind of a good thing when you go somewhere you've been to before definitely I think it's a good place as well for just driving and like <laughs> stopping the car every 15 minutes because something insane popped up. Hmm. Especially when you see the horses. Um, like every time I see the horses in Iceland, I, I just feel like, oh, I need to stop. I want to get some <laughs> portraits. <laughs> Especially in the winter when they're all fluffy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what about some places that you still want to visit? Um, you mentioned South Africa. South Africa is a massive one on my list at the minute. Mm, you love um, it. Yeah, I really. I think I'd like to spend a few months there. How long were you there? Um. So last year I was there for one, maybe five weeks. So we did South Africa and Namibia. Yep. Amazing. Which was incredible. And then I've been there in February for three weeks again but only yeah. Cape Town yeah. but still uh, Cape Town is amazing um and yeah I, I definitely want to go to eastern Africa yeah and like that uh, places like Kenya Tanzania mm-hmm. um you know the wildlife parks and mm-hmm. see lions and giraffes and all that that's yeah. kind of my dream I'm yeah. with you. I'm sorry with you. No, it looks epic. It'd be nice to just spend a few months exploring all of it. Um, yeah, Africa looks insane. I think I'd also like to do Greenland. Um, Greenland yes, looks same. so wild. And then mm. I think some cl- places a little bit closer to home as well. Morocco's been calling for a while. I feel like it's an yeah, endless, endless list, right? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never ended. Yeah. On a trip to Morocco. Oh yeah, we should. <laughs> like some some portraits in the desert, it would be so cool. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with some desert portraits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, have you have you been to Portugal? No, I've actually not. Yeah. Oh, you should you should go there. I'm, I'm sure yeah, you like it. The pond. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we're gonna wrap up here. Uh, jumped a little bit all over the place but it was super nice <laughs> talking ready. to you <laughs> you too no, thanks for having yeah. me on. no thank you um so yeah everybody please go follow rachel on instagram and it was nice talking to you i hope you you'll have a good day and talk to you soon thank you you too chat to you soon